For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the gospel of john will be in the gospel of john chapter 8 today if you'd like to turn your bibles there john chapter 8 verse 51 is where we'll start i'd like to encourage you to go to our website crossboundministry.com and send us an email and sign up for our newsletter and in doing so we'll send you a free e-booklet on what happens after a christian dies amen so we're in the, the gospel of john been going through it verse by verse and what a great book that it is we dig into god's word and dig out the truths that god gives us in his holy word god speaks to us today through his word the bible amen so there's nothing better to get your source of truth from then is in god's holy word because a man's opinion changes man's a man's opinion really doesn't mean much but listen what god says thus saith the lord means everything because he is the one that you will give an account to. So in the Gospel of John, John chapter 8, and we're going to start in verse 51. And here Jesus is having a conversation with these religious leaders. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Here we have one of those majestic sayings of the Lord Jesus, amen, words which could only be uttered by God himself. Jesus promised that if anyone, that if anyone, anyone, the Bible says, keeps his word, that person shall never see death. Now, he's not talking about physical death. Many believers die many all the prophets have died amen and many believers and preachers have died jesus is not talking about physical death when this body dies but here the reference he is referring to is a spiritual death you see adam and eve was in the garden it was perfect they had perfect fellowship with god and God told him in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 3, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And you know the story. Eve got it first and gave it to Adam. And the Bible says that they died spiritually, not physically. The fellowship that they had with God was broken. It needed to be mended. 
How was God going to mend that? Through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how, that's what the cross is all about. It's to mend that bridge when spiritual death came upon Adam and Eve and they were ashamed of each other and they covered themselves with figs leaves and they, they hid from God. Now you can't hide from God, but they thought they were hiding from God. Why? Because they were ashamed. They had broken his law. They had done what they were told not to. To do, can I just say the same is today? The same is today in villages across the world where they don't have a law and they don't have the Bible. They still know that there is shame in certain things. Why? Because they are know God has written it upon their conscience. Hey, what is right and what is wrong? And so He's not. To, Jesus is not talking about physical death. Here, See, after we died in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So before a believer is born again, you might be alive physically, but spiritually you are dead until you have done what Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 tells you, and it's quickened. Quickened by what? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ being born again. It says that before that you were dead in trespasses and sins. And so here he's he's referring, not referring to a physical death, but spiritual death. Physical death is the end of this life. And if you're blessed, that's if you're blessed, you might live to be 80 or 100 and you might get old and pass away, but you may not you may not be that fortunate. You may get cancer and die. You may get in a car accident. You may not make it. But either way, 10 out of 10 people die. Nobody has lived forever. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So the Bible says that there is an appointment. Every man, woman, boy, girl has an appointment appointment with death and after that there's going to be a judgment upon your life what you did with the lord jesus christ amen whether you accepted him or rejected him now there is something the bible talks about is the second death there's a second death and that's the death that jesus is referring to and in John chapter 8 and verse 51, where he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. The death he is referring to is the second death. It is the judgment of the unsaved at the great white throne judgment. And that's what Jesus said. If you believe on me, you believe on my sayings, you will never see that second death. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14 tells us, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So when a person dies, you see, they don't go straight to the lake of fire. They go to a place called hell. But one day they'll come out of there and they'll stand before God and they've never put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that they will be cast for all eternity into a place that is worse than hell. It's called the lake of fire. And it says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, this is the second death. That is the death that Jesus is referring to. So the Lord was saying that those who believe on him are delivered from that eternal death and shall never suffer the agony of hell 
or the lake of fire, and that is offered to every man, woman, boy, and girl, no matter what your color, where your background is, what country you're from, what your economical status or social status is, Jesus came to save all, every one of us, every little boy, every little girl, Jesus loves all the little children of the world. But he also loves the adults of the world. And many adults need to get saved. Many adults that may have grew up in church need to get born again. There may be many adults sitting on a pew that needs to get born again. Hey, many people in church have never truly repented of their sins and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not about works. It is not about putting money in the offering. Is it about it is it about a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? It is about being born again. You see, you can't earn your way into heaven. There's nothing you can do to earn it, but you can only accept the work that Christ did on the cross. Next verse, John chapter 8 and verse 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. The Jesus, they were, they were con- convinced that Jesus was crazy, that Jesus was mad. They even accused him of having a devil. We know that thou hast a devil, they said to Jesus. And they also went on reminding him that Abraham and the prophets were dead. Yes, they were. They were dead. Yet he had said that if anyone kept his word, he would never taste of death. And so here they could not see the truth. Jesus was not speaking of physical death. Jesus is talking about spiritual death. As we talked about, they'll never see that second death where they're cast into the lake of fire. Why? Because they have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And here these religious leaders told him, you're crazy. You have the devil. Abraham is dead. The prophets are dead. Jesus said that, hey, he wasn't speaking about that. He was speaking about that second death, about being cast into the lake of fire. See, we're all going to die. If I'm lucky, I'll live to be an old man. But I know that I have an appointment, according to Hebrews. I know that I have an appointment. And one day my life will end. And I'll stand in front of God. The only reason he'll let me into heaven is because I realized I was a sinner in need of a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus. And can I just say, that's the only reason he'll let anybody into heaven. Not according to me. Not according to a preacher or a certain doctrine, or a certain denomination, but according to God's word, that is the only way into heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now listen to the second part. No man come to the Father but by me. There is no other way, according to Jesus and according to God's word. John chapter 8 and verse 53 Art thou greater than our father Abraham? They're speaking of Jesus here. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? Hey, they realized the Lord was actually claiming to be greater than their father Abraham and the prophets. And he was, and he is. Amen. Abraham never delivered anyone from death. Neither did anyone else except for Jesus. And he could not deliver himself from death. Neither could the prophets. 
Most of them were martyred. They were killed for their faith. They were killed for preaching, just as many of the disciples were. Yet here is Jesus, who claimed to be able to deliver his fellow man from death. But you have to remember what death he was talking about. He's not talking about this physical death. The Bible even says that if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can expect hard times. You can expect persecution. You can expect people not to like you. You can expect people to make fun of you. You can expect that people to look down on you. You can expect to get passed up on a promotion. You can expect for people not want to hang out with you. Why? Because you are a follower, a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's really not them. The Bible says that it's a spiritual battle. We wrestle not not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And there is affecting those lost people because they do not want to see them get saved. They're going to do everything that they can to make you make them not like you. I heard one preacher say, and I have no proof of this, but it certainly sounds like it could be true that when lost people come upon a saved person, they don't like them. They don't even know why. They just know they don't like them. There's something about them. They just, there's just aura about them. And I believe that because the Bible says that if they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Jesus said they hated me. They're going to hate you also. Why would we expect better treatment than what our Savior got here on earth, amen? And yet, sometimes we cry and moan and, and groan and all this and that, but the truth is, the Bible says that you are blessed if they are hating you or hurting you because you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, great is your reward in heaven, amen? Great, not, not just you have a reward, but he says, great is your reward in heaven. The next verse, John chapter eight and verse 54 Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. The Jews thought that Jesus was seeking to attract attention to himself. They thought he was looking for glory, but no, Jesus was looking to give God the glory. And that's what we should be doing too. That is a good example. God gets the glory. I deserve none of it, not a drop of it, but he is the one that is worthy. Amen. Jesus reminded them that this was not the case. It was the father. It was the father who was honoring him. The very God they profess to love and to serve, but the very God, the true one, true living God that they did not know. And many today profess to know God. Many will say a prayer in his name, trying to pray to God. But can I just say, you cannot know God apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot talk to God apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no, he is our intercessor, the Bible says. You don't need a rabbi. You don't need a father. You don't need a priest. But what you need is Jesus. Jesus brings fellowship between a sinner and God. He makes intercession for us. Amen. John chapter 8, next verse, verse 55. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. The Jews said that God was their father, but actually they did not know him. Yet here they were speaking with the one who did know God the father. 
one who was equal and is equal with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the three are one, the Bible says. But here they, they wanted Jesus to deny his equality with Father, that he was equal with him. But he said that if I did this, I'd be a liar just like you. You're a liar, and I'm not a liar. I tell nothing but the truth. Jesus knows God the Father and one step further, he obeys his father's word, what God told him to do. He came to do the work of his father. And Jesus did have a hard time. At one time, he prayed that this cup may pass from him. But even though it was hard, for the glory that was set before him of the cross, he bore, he bore that burden. Can I just say the next time you have a hard time, the next time you just think things are falling apart in your world and everybody's coming down on you, you look forward to that glory of the Lord Jesus coming back. You can look forward into time by reading the Bible and knowing what God says and look for the glory to come. And that will help you in those trials today to know that yes I may be walking through the fire today but God is with me and I can see the outcome through God's word of what is going to happen the Bible even says that he's going to wipe away all those tears you won't even know about those hard times anymore and that the trials today can't even compare to the glory to come amen being with your family members walking and talking with them being in heaven down the streets of gold sitting on the wall of jasper swimming in a sea of crystal but the real glory is going to be in the presence being in the presence of a thrice holy god amen holy 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 is the lord god almighty and i long to be in his presence verse 56 john chapter 8 and verse 56 your father abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad since the Jews insisted on bringing Abraham into the argument, the Lord reminded them that Abraham had looked forward to the day the Messiah was coming. He had looked forward and actually seen it by faith and was glad. Amen. Abraham was looking forward to that. The Lord Jesus was saying that he was the one to whom Abraham looked forward to. Abraham's faith rested in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where Abraham's faith rested. And so when did Abraham see Christ? Well, maybe, perhaps, when he took Isaac up to the Mount Moriah to offer him as a burnt offering to God. Maybe there God gave him a glimpse of Christ to come and he could put his faith because that's what that was that was a perfect picture of christ laying down his life somebody that didn't do anything hey but they're going to lay down their life so maybe just maybe abraham caught a glimpse of that but he knew he was looking forward to the day that christ would come and that whole drama of the messiah's death and resurrection was acted out at that time so could it be possible that abraham saw it by faith absolutely it could be the Lord Jesus is the fulfillment, is the fulfillment of all the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning the Messiah. Did you catch that? Do I need to say it again for those that didn't get it? The Lord Jesus is the fulfillment 
of all the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning the Messiah. Jesus fulfilled those prophecies. Amen. He's what they were prophesizing about, what they were preaching about, and what they were looking to come. Amen. Jesus. And just like they were preaching about it, now we're preaching about Jesus coming back. Jesus coming back for his church one day. He'll come in the clouds with a shout of glory. Amen. The trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ will rise first. And those that are here will be caught up with them. But in a moment. And that's when that, that soul or that spirit then will meet that body. And they'll get their glorified body. And will forever be with the Lord. Amen. And I long and I look forward to that day. Amen. And I want to see there you there with me. You say, preacher, you don't know me. Yes, I do. I know you. You're a child of God. He made you. Amen. He sent his son to die on that cross to save you. If I've never looked you in the eye or spoke to you in your face or shook your hand, I know you because you, 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 you were made by God. And Jesus Christ came to die for you. I don't care what color you are, where you're from, what job you have, what status you got. If you're the president or if you're a bum on the street, amen. Jesus came to die for you that he could save you from your sins. That's how I know you. Amen. Make sure that you know the Lord Jesus. Verse 57, then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old, and thou hast seen Abraham? These so-called religious leaders revealed their inability to understand divine truth. The Lord Jesus claimed for himself a position much greater, much, much greater than Abraham. Jesus was the object of Abraham's thoughts, hopes, and faith. Amen. Abraham looked forward by faith to Christ's day, to Christ's coming. Just like I look forward to Christ coming back for his church, for his bride, for his beloved. Amen. Verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. You remember those words? I am. They were in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14 when he says, Who do I say that you are? God said, You tell him, I am. In other words, I always have been and I'll always be. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the all-powerful. I am that I am is what God said. And here Jesus said it's the same thing. Verily, verily, I send you before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is God in the flesh. The Lord Jesus here made another clear claim to be God. He used the name, I am. And the Lord Jesus had dwelt with God the Father from all eternity. We can't even wrap our little mind around that. There was a never beginning and there'll never be an ending. He always has been and always will be. And listen, there was never a time when Jesus just came into a being or when he did not exist. No, he always has been and always will be. Therefore, he said, even before Abraham was, I am. I am. He always has been and he always will be. Verse 59. Then took up they stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. They attempted to put Jesus to death, but he hid himself in the temple. The Jews understood exactly what Jesus meant when he said, before Abraham was I am. They knew that he was claiming to be Jehovah, the God in the flesh. And to them, 
That was reason enough to stone him. To them, that was blasphemy. They were unwilling to accept the fact that the Messiah, that Jesus was standing in their midst and they would not allow him to reign over him. Can I just say, there's many, 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 many just like that today. They're not gonna give their life over to Jesus. I don't want him telling me what to do. I don't want him taking my life away from me. I'm not turning my life over to him. I'm not trusting him with my life. But the truth is, if you want to live for eternity, you never want to see that second death. You need to repent of your sins and look at Jesus and know that you can put your faith and trust in him. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352 247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.